The following program was paid for by the Bianchi Law Group, LLC. The views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMTR. As always, it is advisable to consult a professional before making a major decision. Robert A. Bianchi Esquire and David J. Bruno Esquire are New Jersey Supreme Court Certified Criminal Trial Attorneys of the Bianchi Law Group, LLC, handling criminal defense, domestic violence, and municipal court cases with a team of former prosecutors who fight the government when they charge their clients with crimes. 8 Campus Drive, Suite 105, Parsippany, New Jersey, 07054, 862-210-8570. So you've come here for the truth. Well, we've got the truth and nothing but the truth. Two of New Jersey's well-known former prosecutors bring you real-life encounters and candid conversations from thought-provoking guests ranging from all walks of life. Here you will find how today's thought leaders in their industries faced immense challenges and adversities with captivating stories ending in personal triumph and ultimate success. Come here for the truth and to know your most important rights, the right to live a fulfilled life, and your right to be your own success. Here are your hosts, Robert A. Bianchi and David J. Bruno. Welcome to WMTR Radio, Something But The Truth, with your host Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno. A show about mindset every Saturday at 10.30, podcast dropping on Wednesday. So this is part two, Dave, of uh, a series we want to do in honor of our 10 years together as partners at the Bianchi Law Group. Last week, we, we talked about our mindset. I mean, we have a lot of great guests that come on and talk about their professional and personal successes, many of which were driven by negative things in their lives, but they had the right uh, mindset to use that as kind of like soil, a fertilizer, if you will in order to rise to great success. So um, we'll, let's pick it up from last week. We were talking about the idea of what we did after we became partners and going to Dr. Brene Brown, the importance of humanizing the client, the prosecutors. And I just want to pick up on that point a little bit from last week's episode. Sure. Um, I, I think that when you have, uh, you've been on the other side of the equation, you can have a more balanced approach. And, and the only thing that I've asked my prosecutors when I was a the head prosecutor or my defense lawyers now when they come in to work with us is to understand we're dealing with human beings. And I know that sounds odd, but sometimes it can be like the mail when the cases keep coming in and coming in and coming in. And you can do what uh, one of our friends used to refer to, and I've, I've taken up to say this phrase a lot, criminal claims adjusting. That's where you're just trying to get the files from point A to point B, and you're not really looking at uh, the people as individuals. And it can be very difficult when you're a prosecutor, when you have lots and lots of cases, it can be difficult. When you're a defense attorney, it can be difficult. But you've got to do it to try to achieve that sense of justice. And I wish we could do more in the criminal justice system. I'm always being asked, what can we do to, in the criminal? What more laws can we pass? Or what more mm-hmm. of this can we do? And more of that. And I just wish we could have more of a dialogue between prosecutors and defense lawyers so that they can, everybody can kind of understand where the other one's coming from. We have that benefit because we've done both. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's what brings us to today is is that, yeah, we have this, this law practice that has expanded. And I want to take a couple steps back. I want to talk about COVID and how that hit us. But now we have opportunities and we got a couple of programs that we're rolling out to teach lawyers, number one, through continuing legal education. We've been speaking uh, since we became lawyers, really, to other lawyers about trial advocacy and, and teaching them about substantive law and how to handle cases. I think we could help the defense bar that way through our CLEs. But also, I think there's a younger sector that are the up-and-coming lawyers yeah. that we're also going to be teaching as well. Why don't you talk a little bit about this master class that we got going on now? Okay, well, listen, it, the master class strokes 
my fancy in every way possible. As you know, it brings in from what we talked about last week, the community affairs element. Um, I'm so proud of what my team put together. And one of them were careers in law enforcement as well as a, as well as a careers in law program to try to educate people. Like, what, what do these things look like? High school students, college students, they're trying to make critical decisions in their life. And they, a lot of them, the only information they get is from TV or the internet. And that's a very dangerous space to be in. So even when we got out, when we started the Community Affairs Unit at Bianchi Law Group, um, we still had those contacts of administrators in the colleges and contacted them and said, you know what? I want to do a career in law program for the various colleges. We wound up getting up to 10 or 12 colleges that participated. We got a lot of young students. It was a six to eight week course, depending on what year we were doing it. And we started out with meet the professionals. It sounds it sounds simple. But even as when we were in law school, some people, oh, I want to be a criminal defense. But then they left law school and they were a business attorney or somebody wanted to be a family law practitioner and they became because they had a a more diverse thing when they went to the school. So you meet the personal injury attorney, you meet the criminal defense attorney, you meet the family law attorney, you meet the business transactional attorney, you meet the real estate attorney. So that was like one of the first things we did. Then we did multiple other modules there. Like we broke down one of the cases that me and you tried, that explaining opening statements and closing statements and direct examination and cross-examination. We did resume building, dress for success, had networking opportunities and, and being able to build relationships with people to be able to help you. Law school admissions, what does that process look like? What does law school look like when you're a student? What can you expect or not expect? You know what? Those students were amazing. We gave them a certificate afterwards of completion. Many of them have it on their resumes, their LinkedIn profile. I'm so proud of that. You know, They went that extra step and I always said to them, listen, when somebody's interviewing you and say, what makes you different than the next guy? It's when somebody is going to be asking you down the road, like what separates you from the next person? I would be impressed as a person who's read a lot of resumes. I mean, all right, you got through law school or whatever. I get it. But who are you? Who are you? What is your level of dedication? What is your mindset? Are you a team player? Are you not? These are things from an employer perspective that I've done thousands of interviews of kids that unfortunately I saw a lot of people that fumbled the ball in their interview process. When I see something like career and law program from the, but what is that? And you got a certificate and they're explaining. I took my time, the volunteer, my time. I didn't have to do it for class credit, I didn't, but I wanted to be with these guys, listen to it, and I'm more passionate about the law. If there were two people that are equally qualified and one took the course and one didn't take the course, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going for the person that made the extra effort. If for no other reason, they made extra effort, but moreover, they've been instructed and have a better perspective and understanding about what the legal system is like, I think that they're more likely to become a successful candidate. Without a doubt. I mean, there are people that are not, there are people that students that went through the program that you put on. It was an in-person program at the colleges. There were colleges all across New Jersey that that did it. We're talking about 2015, 16, 2017 in that area. And we're getting calls from now attorneys yeah. that went through the program. And I could relate to exactly what you're talking about, Bob. I, I have a Seton Hall degree, undergraduate. I was a business student. I have a business finance degree. And when it came time for law school, I went to law school and I thought I wanted to do corporate law. And then I was lucky enough to have a mentor in my life. I talked to him about him last week, Ed Belinkus, who was a former prosecutor and he was a criminal defense attorney. And that's a person that's living his best life. He's loving what he does and he loves being in the courtroom and he's a trial attorney. 
And luckily, I've had some good mentors to push me into this direction, into the criminal law. But if you ask me what type of law I wanted to do when I went into law school, it was corporate law, right? So I didn't have the benefit of a program. I didn't have that careers in law program where I could meet the professionals and I could listen to all kinds of different lawyers talk about their disciplines. And if so, and if I listened to someone like Ed Belinkus, I would have probably been like, I want to do that. And I think that a lot of people don't have that opportunity. When they, when they pick their law school or they want to go into law school, they're so limited with the information that they have about what are those careers. Mm-hmm. So that course that you put together in person back before COVID really helped so many people. But Bob, you were kind of limited. You were right. limited in the, in the fact that it was nights. It was on, at nights. And the people had to be available to get there in person. And it was time consuming being an eight week program and you did so much good, but you were limited in the amount of people that you could touch. So talk a little bit about how are we going to fix that? How are we going to get out there and and make this available to everybody? Yeah. So listen, it's everything's an evolution. And sometimes in the face of, uh, you know me well enough to know when something really bad happens. My point is, where can I find the good? Stop worrying about the bad. Of course, you have to think of that, and you have to deal with it, but where can we find the good? And I was very upset during COVID, when COVID struck, that a lot of the programs and things we did obviously came to an end. Yeah. Now, as you indicated, it was a very, very difficult course to put together, time-consuming for the students and us to be going to a physical location. And, and, and then COVID brought out Zoom Mm. and brought out the ability to have an outreach in a way that we never would have been able to before. And it's not like when we started doing Zoom and we've been lecturing and we've been on TV and we've been all that, but it's me and you sitting down. What do we love to do? We love to teach. I'm like, I'd like to do that. It's answering that question, what's next in your career, right? And it may take me five years. It may have taken me 10 years, but we were just sitting there. I'm like, oh my God, we can go back to doing that program. And now we can do it, especially with the networking opportunities where we can get people now on social media and in groups. Like you said, we're getting people thanking us for that are now attorneys that got ESQ after the name. I love it. And one of them, by the way, who recently sent me something saying, you know, thanks for everything. And it gave me the, the underpinnings of everything that made me convinced I want to go to law school and make that huge financial investment to go to law school. She goes, but don't, she goes, I really, really appreciate it. The mindfulness section that you guys taught us how to, how to live life at, at that particular moment. But now it's the marriage of two things. It's the course and all the great material and things that we can deliver. And it's being done now in a place where we, we had 12 participating colleges, but now we're not limited because of Zoom. We can be everywhere throughout the country. We can be outside of the country. It's such a great opportunity for young people. And it's great for me and you because we get to do what we love to teach and we get to do it on the stage in this platform and then do things after that. We could have networking opportunities and master classes and things of that nature I, i'm just really psyched we started a company and we're going to kick it off you, yeah you let's, tell them the particulars. Well, we're, we're running into the break bob so let's let's take our commercial break uh-huh. and then we'll hit them on the other side of the break this is nothing but the truth with your hosts bob bianchi and dave bruno on wmtr's nothing but the truth we'll see you after the commercial
At the Bianchi Law Group, our team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys specialize in criminal defense and domestic violence cases. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today. Okay, welcome back to WMTR Radio, Nothing But Truth, with your host, Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruno. We were talking about the masterclass that we're coming up with and the webinars that we're going to be doing, Dave, with the high school and college students interested in careers in law. Absolutely. So Bianchi Law Group, we have legal services. We represent people charged with crimes, domestic violence, municipal court. We have BLGCLE rolling out as well, which are educational courses to lawyers for their CLE credits, which are required for their license. And then the third company is BLG Masterclasses. So there's a course that we're rolling out. It's starting in June, and it is for high school students and college students interested in careers in law. And and before the commercial, we were talking about how limited uh, our students are, including myself, want to go into uh, law school being a corporate attorney and end up being a prosecutor and a defense attorney. And we are going to roll out the opportunity for all students, high school students and college students interested in careers in law and it's going to be from coast to coast you said worldwide everybody in the world you guys are welcome to <laughs> but literally it's going to be eight weeks where we are going to put this on digitally everybody's going to be welcome through the zoom we're going to have a facebook group bob where there's going to be networking opportunities through breakout rooms and facebook groups and we're gonna we're gonna connect everybody including ourselves and the and the teachers that's going to do this Yours truly, Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno, we're going to do it. We're going to be there every single week teaching these high school students and college with students. With our guests. With our guests. And we're going to bring, a, we're going to try to bring out all the areas of law. We're going to try to bring out different lawyers so everybody can listen and learn and figure out what type of lawyer they want to mm. be. With those other things, though, Bob, to, to, you know, you did it before. We're going to do it better. But what other modules would that include? Well, I, I just want to say, you know, I'm not, I'm not uncertain or I'm uncertain as to whether or not we should also include law students in this. We have to talk about that because I think it would benefit law students too now as, as we're talking about it. Um, but but here's, I, I want to say one critical difference okay i know what they're being taught in college and in high school Mm. i know yeah okay and what i know about what we're going to be providing is real life lawyers judges administrative people that deal with the legal profession on a day in and day out basis it is a realistic look before you make an investment uh, or a decision of such great magnitude and consequence you need to to, to shop around and look and to see, and, and, and there doesn't seem to be anything out there for this. And what better than people like us that do it day in and day out and our colleagues that are going to come in and lecture. Um, but the modules, Dave, incorporate pretty much the practical aspects of what a day in your life as a lawyer and your career looks like. And one of the reasons why I love this course is it, 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 it gets me back to what's my why. I know everybody keeps you know saying that uh, phrase now, but this is what I'm passionate about. I am very passionate about this. I mean, obviously, for years we did it in the brick and mortar schools. It was a lot to run. It was a lot of time, a lot of resources that were associated with it, and to be able to do this in in a in a more I think productive way and to help more people where you're not limited to those confines is just really exciting to me. So I think it basically gets down to our mindset about everything. You've got to love what it is you're doing. So like one of the first things I tell these kids, and if any kids are listening out there, be careful. Be careful out there. If you're doing it because you want to make money, 
or if you're doing it because it sounds cool to do, you need to be in this course, okay? Because if you do anything in life like that, anything, I'd like to be a master saxophone player. I love the saxophone. You know that. Yeah. I mean, I could have a couple of drinks and, you know, throw out a ditty or a tune. But I'm not going to be like in a band. I'm not capable of being in a band. I don't have that skill set, that time, that dedication, the energy it's necessary for. And that's the same thing with any profession. We're going to show you what it is, what you have to be, what skill sets you need, what dedication you need. Because if it's not for you, like anything else, then you know what? The best thing that may happen is you took the course and decided not to do a career in law. We're going to get into the mindset too. We're going to have a component. He's going to talk about joyful journey. I'm going to talk about mindset and success hacks and, and tips and things like that. And and also for the parents out there, if you have a child that's interested in being an attorney, high school, college, maybe even law school, like you said, Bob, this is going to be a course that we're going to put on eight weeks. So if you're interested in this, I'll give you the website. It's www.blgmasterclasses.com. Dot com. That's where you could register, sign up. We're starting in June. I'll tell you one distinctive difference also that I really love about this course that we di- weren't able to do previously is we are going to have a continuing relationship and networking opportunity with the people that graduate our courses. Now, many of them on my birthday will wish me a happy birthday and I get to see the ESQ next to their name or they're a paralegal or what have you. So I get to keep kind of tabs with them that way. But what value is there for continued mentorship? You know, I I was thinking to myself, I mean, I come from a father who's a trial attorney and, and, you know, still there are things that happen when you're in law school or you're, you're trying a case, maybe your first case that they don't teach you in law school, where you build a community of people where you can continue to take courses. You can continue to have master classes. You can continue to have guidance and mentorship with people that you meet in this program to me would have been something I would have loved to have had as a kid. And I know is invaluable because we have surveys that come back and this is what the young people want that continued mentorship. Dave, we have learned so much since COVID and you guys that listen to us regularly know about it. We talk so much about the content that we get from podcast and the events we go to and the coaches we have and the courses that we take. We haven't stopped with the courses literally since COVID hit. And Bob calls me and says, there's a webinar that we have to be on for the rest of the week, three hours a night about business practices. We haven't stopped taking courses. So there is such such an opportunity to absorb and get this information from various different sources. Now we're going to take what we learned in our careers, in the prosecutor's office, from our TV appearances, our community affairs events, and everything from start to finish, we're going to roll it up and we're going to try to teach these these high school students, college students, and maybe law students about what it's like to be a lawyer. And I can't wait to do it. All right, listen. I got, uh, now, this is the time for fun facts, I think. Okay. Okay, because people can certainly find us and they'll, they'll hear more about the masterclass. But BLGmasterclasses.com. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, obviously we're very excited about it. Um, so my fun fact is my first leadership position in my esteemed career was being the captain of the safety patrols at South Mountain Grammar School. Wow. I, I got, there were three color badges, and Dr. Jerry, our producer's over there, he, he doesn't even know this. There was the green badge for the sergeant, the red badge for the lieutenant, and the blue badge for the captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a little proud that became the captain of the safety patrols. There you go. What was your first leadership position? Uh, well, I think the most significant one was I was captain, too. 
of my wrestling team. Okay. Uh, I, I grew up. You were in, a late bloomer. Yeah. I, yeah. But it, the most important for me, look, I, I, uh, I've recently reflected on my life and, and I, I could really point to five people that I've crossed paths with that really have changed the trajectory of my life to, to a place. And Bob, you're one of them, Ooh, honestly. Thank you. And that was, um, for those that don't know, when Bob and I met, I was working for Ed. I've referenced him last weekend today. I was working for Ed Belinkus. We were uh, on the criminal defense side. And we had a client that also hired Bob and his father. And we were a team. And we represented this, this client together. And that's when I first met him. And, and we were working together prior to him getting the Morris County Prosecutor's job. But in any event, the, the five people that have changed my trajectory, one of them is a gentleman by the name of Ron Spanstra. And that in, that he came to me one day, and we were on a football. I was on a football team with his son, and we were playing football. We were we were young. It was like super peewee. And he said, "Hey, you'd be interested in wrestling." And I didn't know much about wrestling other than seeing it on television with Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and and Hulk Hogan. But there's a sport out there where basically you run out and you have no one behind you. And you got to wrestle your opponent, and it's essentially who's better, who has more discipline, who works harder to 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 get those skills. And I started young. Um, Ron Spanstra got me into the wrestling room, and from there, I was I was on one of the best teams in the area, certainly in in the state. When I when I was a junior, we were number two in the state, mm. wrestling Phillipsburg for the number one position. And the junior year, we were right there too, winning the districts, winning the counties. And I was lucky enough to be captain of that wrestling team. And, and that sport has taught me so much, including my work ethic and discipline that I take with me today. So um, that, was, that was one awesome responsibility I had as, as captain of the Randolph wrestling team. So that, that it's, it's interesting. The power, this is what we were talking about before as lawyers, and this is what I always tell lawyers not to forget, the power you have to influence the outcome of a person that all these years later, this is one of five people that mm. you said made a critical distinction uh, or difference in your life. And, and I think that that's, a, that's amazing. You know, one, one of my teachers uh, was my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Bierstein, Gloria Bierstein. Um, my mother used to say, oh my God, you were like, and I was kind of getting jealous. You like, loved her. But what it was was that I was very sick as a kid. So we, this is a story about resiliency or whatever. My mom taught me how to pretty much read and write. And I was by my mother's side all the time. I was in, in and out of the hospital, so on and so forth. But Mrs. Bierstein took a very hyperactive kid that was jammed with medications that probably made me even more hyperactive than I should have been. And she found ways to make me do things like the ditto machine, we used to call it, or the movie projector. She would send me out on chores. I adored Mrs. Bierstein. I think one of the greatest things that ever happened to me in my, my career was I got done trying a murder case when I was a assistant prosecutor. And I ran into one of the jurors that was on the jury, and she turns out that she was a teacher at South Mountain. I said, I doubt Mrs. Bierstein would remember me. The next thing I know, I got a letter saying, how could I ever forget those baby blue eyes? You would run the movie projector. And she was putting things in there that I had not told this woman. And so, you know, that was really meant a lot to mm. me. But, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to shut it down. But um, listen, making a difference in people's lives, that's what it's all about. I, final point and plug. I mean, I, anyone who's listened to me knows that I'm a big fan of Ed Milet, who's got a book called The Power of One More. And really, that's the premise. And that's something like I'm telling you, five people, I've tracked my history. I've looked back. There's been plenty of people that have affected my life. But major seismic shifts in my life have been five people. 
And that just goes to show you, you never know when you're going to come across that person. You never know when you're going to meet them. It could be a social gathering. It could be business. You know, live your best life in the present moment. And you're going to find those people like Ron Spanstra and Bob Bianchi. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, that's it. That's very, I really appreciate that, Dave. This is WMTR Radio's Nothing But The Truth with Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruner, every Saturday at 1030 and the podcast dropping on Wednesdays. Where can they find the podcast, Dave? Nothingbutthetruthpodcast.com has the videos. I mean, we're taking video today. We're taking video of all the priority guests. We have the podcast that's available too. Please subscribe, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places you get your podcast. And also, if you could, go, go on to the YouTube page. Give us a subscribe there too and a like. We'd appreciate all the engagement and feedback. Thanks as always. Uh, signing off for this episode. Dave Bruno and Bob Bianchi. Thanks for listening. WMTR is nothing but the truth. <laughs> We're the Bianchi Law Group, a team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys. But here's the thing. He put himself in a box when he said... My Relied on by CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Law and Crime, and news leaders across the country for our criminal defense expertise. You get a search warrant. You have to have probable cause that a crime's been committed and there's evidence in a particular place. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today.